0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Powell, and this is InsideCarolina.com's game podcast. Brought to you by a Johnny T-shirt. Johnny T-shirt is your place for gear. Hit them up. Go ahead and get your uh, Johnny T-shirt UNC towel, because you can use it to wipe away the tears after the Tar Heels fall tonight. Uh, We're big fans of Johnny T-Shirt. Check them out. Inside Carolina Premium subscribers. Get that extra 10% off your order if you use the code FOUND on the premium message boards. I am Joey Powell, post game podcast. Going to bring in Sherelle McMillan to talk about the Tar Heels loss tonight at home in Chapel Hill, 76 to 67. And what is statistically, if you just look at Pittsburgh's net ranking, UNC's worst loss in 14 years? Sherelle, not a lot of good things to talk about. I'll go ahead and ask it now. Did the UNC's postseason NCAA tournament hopes end tonight in the Smith Center?
2: Functionally, I would say yes. Technically, I would say no. They still have a couple of opportunities to play on the road and a chance to you know, win the ACC tournament and, and find a way to do that. But if we're being realistic, um, I don't think it really matters because this team has shown over the course of the season that you can't trust it. Uh, I think this is the first bad loss they've had, and I want to clarify what I mean by bad loss, in that um, they're losing to a team who either – isn't as talented as they are, or not playing as well as they had been. The other losses were against teams who were playing well or were really talented. And we talk about Kentucky and Tennessee and Duke and some of the others. This is a pit team that, yeah, they beat NC State and they beat Florida State, not exactly world beaters. Um, you know, they won 10 games overall, had been struggling throughout the ACC for most of the season. Jeff Capel's on the hottest of hot seats. And they just came into the Smith Center and just smacked Carolina. But before you knew it, They were down by 17 and it just goes to show, you know, after Saturday you're thinking, okay, they won a tough game on the road last week. And then they came back home and destroyed Florida state. Maybe they can get something going. And every time it feels like, Hey, they might get something going. They just come out sleepy and are down 17. And the, the furious comebacks, honestly, uh, to me are more of an indictment than a positive for this particular team, Mm -hmm. because the, the playing you know excellent defense and with your hair on fire and all that stuff, why does it take getting down 20 or 25 or 21 against a, a team that's just not as good as you are uh, to, for you to finally decide to play like it means something? Um, so, you know, we thought maybe some of that sleepiness had gone, but it's still there. And I just don't think you can trust this team to do really anything of consequence moving forward, even if they do find a way to make the NCAA tournament. Does, the question is, does it really matter?
1: it would probably be a quick exit either way. And I, um, I appreciate your honesty. I I don't think it's being mean. I don't think it's saying anything negative. I don't think that uh, that you're doing anything other than calling it as you see it. Um, And the Tar Heels have proven again and again that, you know, save for two or three exceptions, they have the affinity to come out lazily. And I think we saw that tonight. They looked so bad in the first half. Uh, And then I think some calls started going their way and they just, weren't able to rally against that. You said before on the coast to coast, just that, you know, this team is who this team is. Um, is there, is there anything positive to take from this game? You know, I I'm with you. I don't like taking the, uh, I don't think taking that, that comeback is, is, you know, something to be happy with because the flip side of it is you've got yourself in a 21 point hole against a bad team. Is there anything positive to take from this at all? Maybe Kerwin Walton's reemergence. Maybe the Dontre style has got more uh, positive minutes in the first half. What do you think something positive from this game is if you really, really dug your teeth into it?
2: Yeah, I think the the individual performance of Walton would be one example, um, but it, it's hard to focus on an individual when this kind of same, they're just stuck in this cycle of over and over again. How many times have me and you, Joey, said on various podcasts or inside Carolina platforms that oh, man, they, they, they got to look in the mirror. It's like, okay, you've looked in the mirror eight times. And I think after the Duke game, we said, oh, you looked in the mirror seven times. Like, it, it's, it just kind of is what it is at this point. I don't mean to sound um, glib. I don't mean to sound, uh, you know, just without analysis. But this team's variance, as we've talked about the entire season, is just so incredible that it, there's, no, there's no way to predict what you're going to get. We, we asked all the time, What is something that this team does that they're going to do consistently every single game? And I still don't think there's one particular thing that, you know, they're going to be able to do consistently every single game and you're, you're 26 games left, excuse me, 26 games in five games left in the regular season. And that's just not a good place to be in.
1: No, I would agree with that. Okay. So Saturday now is, you know, you could argue that it's more important. You could argue that it doesn't matter now. Um, Saturday, at Virginia Tech, uh, what can you expect? Virginia Tech has absolutely been playing a lot better as of late. Uh, Kebe Aluma, great player. Um, you know, I think uh, Justin Mutz has been playing really well, even though Brady Manick did a good job of holding him in check in the, in the game in the Smith Center. You know, knowing what we know about this erratic group of Tar Heels, is it even worth trying to predict what you might see on Saturday?
2: No, it's not. It's, it's completely pointless. I mean, the if you're trying to predict the most likely thing, based upon what this team has, has done, is that they lose by 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when they play good teams on the road, that's what happens. Uh, so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't try to predict anything with that game. I will say uh, Pittsburgh, one of the worst shooting teams in the ACC, was 10 of 17 from three. That's 58%. And if you play similar defense against Virginia Tech, they'll lose by 30 because Virginia Tech can shoot. You know, they're one of the best shooting teams in the country. Um, and then, the, you know, the matchups can be an issue for UNC. It's just, uh, you know, it it is it is mind-boggling to think that the same team that blitzed Florida State, um, yeah. even though they had a, a leaky second half, you know, kind of a, a not-great second half, that same team was the same team that was on the court tonight. It's just it's hard to believe, man, because it's just so different um, between the two examples of, of what they put out there. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, kind of lost words because – Uh, just did not expect this. You know, you think that maybe they would have struggled a little bit, but you think they would have found a way somehow to win a game like this. That They know they have to win. They've been in the NCAA tournament functionally for about two weeks now, where if you lose, you know, your chances of even getting to the tournament go down considerably. And to lose to Pittsburgh, a Q4 team at home, it's only the third time they lost at home since the beginning of the 2020 season. Uh, All three happens to be against uh, former, players by the way why you gotta go there. <laughs> but uh it is it's just it's insane, man. I I I, I have no words for this. It it really is uh, remarkable how this team can be so up and down.
1: Yeah um not expecting a ton of folks to to listen to this pod tonight just because bad mood bad situation just bad result for the tar heels and inside Carolina subscribers probably won't like that so uh apologize for the lack of analysis on our part tonight but just know that the frustration is 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 not lost on on Shirelle and myself. Um, and the
2: the other thing I'll say too, Joe, you talked about Virginia Tech. So let's let's play this out. So they do go up and somehow find a way to win in Castle <laughs> Coliseum, right? They beat Virginia Tech. Well, who's to say Louisville won't come into the Smith Center on Monday yes. and beat them there and punk because, them on Monday? Yeah, and punk I mean, because Louisville was right there with UNC when they played at Louisville. Uh, yeah. You know, people will say, well, Louisville's quit on the season. We'll see on Monday, and then say they are somehow able to beat Virginia Tech and somehow able to beat Louisville, then you got to go to Raleigh against a team that hates you more than anything in this world and try to win there. So I think this team has done a great job. You know, we talk about in football, especially validating wins. Mm-hmm. This team has done a very good job of invalidating everything they do as <laughs> positive because it's, it's really is, you know, one step forward, two steps back with this team. It feels like, and that's been consistent since the season started, um, you know, start three, no, you know, lose a close win in Purdue. And then get blown out by Tennessee. Have a close one against a, a team I can't remember. Go on a little bit of a run. Get blown out by Kentucky. And just on and on. The wheels just going round and round. And it's just not going to change. So I, I, I don't. Again, I don't mean to sound overly negative, but I just don't know what else there is to see with this team. Um, you just don't know what you're going to get. So hey, maybe they go out and win five straight games and make it to the NCAA tournament and do something. But I, I think the more likely scenario is that uh, this team for whatever reason, it just never jailed, and Mm -hmm. um, this core group never jailed, and it just didn't finish the way it wanted to. So um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at is we'll, we'll see what happens, but expectations have gone from slim to none.
1: Yeah. And we will uh, we will, we will do some more in-depth analysis on the coast to coast with you and Sean Moran uh, later this week after the Virginia tech game. We'll do that on Sunday night, but
2: let me add one more thing too. a little bit of a, a, Quasi analysis, but it was fascinating to me in the second half. And me and you were kind of chatting about it a little bit offline. Uh, they had twelve stops in Pittsburgh's first sixteen offensive possessions in good the defense. second half. Yeah, good defense. Sure, whatever. And the lead increased by one over that span. So that tells me the first half may have been about um, the first half may have been about the defense a little bit, but the second half, you know, the first twelve minutes, of the second half about the offense they just could not find looks the guards struggled shooting for for most of the part manic struggled shooting from three um licky was the most consistent offensive player throughout the game um and then carl walton came in towards the end when they they had a chance you know down six with a chance you know the ball was in their hands with a chance to cut it to to four even three uh but you know the the offense that that is just really surprising to me um that they weren't able to convert more in offense and give pittsburgh credit um, they bullied UNC throughout the game. Uh, they, they played very physical, uh, very, very physical, maybe too physical at times, but you have to meet the challenge when someone you know, uh, plays physical against you like that and you just didn't do it.
1: Well, and that's been the knock on this program for a couple of years from those on the outside is that if you body UNC up, if you get physical with them, they'll fold. And uh, I think you saw that a little bit tonight. They got hit in the mouth and never really decided to do anything until it was too late. But Sherelle, I appreciate it. Sorry to put you on the spot. Uh you and I can both be angry with Tommy Ashley for uh for leaving us to, to do this here game tonight because man, I, uh there were there are very many times that uh that you'd like to just disconnect and go do something else. There was a hockey game I could have been watching, but uh <laughs> hey, we appreciate you sticking out with me. Um we will be back. I will be back on Saturday after the Virginia Tech game for another post-game podcast. Hope it's a little uh Little less, a uh, little less melancholy than what we're having to deal with right now. But man, uh, Cheryl, we I appreciate you making some time for us. Tar Heels fall at home to a very, very lowly Pittsburgh team, seventy-six to sixty-seven. What does it mean? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, this has been another episode, another episode of the Inside Carolina Post Game Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.